Five things that sighted supporters feel but don't say today on episode 17 of Life After Sight Loss Radio. everyone and welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, hey, welcome aboard. I'm so glad that you're here. This is the place where we do product reviews, we have life advice, encouragement, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. I'm so excited for you to join me this week. This week's a little bit different for the podcast because I'm reaching out to talk to you, the sighted supporter. Hey, if you're a VIP and you've got somebody in your life that is a sighted supporter, maybe a spouse, a a parent, a, a friend, whatever, call them in the room. Tell them to listen to this podcast because this podcast is all about the sighted supporter. Now, obviously, if you're a VIP, you can go ahead and listen to this and glean a little insight because I think it's really important. But make sure that you share it with your sighted supporter. You tell them to listen to it. You you unplug your headbuds, your headbuds, no editing, your earbuds, <laughs> and you plug it in to their ears and let them hear this because this is all about them today. We're talking about five things that they feel, they experience, they go through, but they don't seem to talk about. We're going to talk about those things and share just maybe why they don't and some ways to overcome that. Before we jump in. And everything, I want to let you know that you can find the show notes to today's episode over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 017. Show notes includes links, information, conversation, and so much more. So hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 017. So without further ado, let's jump into a little news and updates. The Colorado Center for the Blind recently held something they called Olympic Day. Now, Olympic Day was where visually impaired people could come out and experience sports that they may not otherwise get to experience. Things like beep ball, things like powerlifting and judo and all kinds of stuff. This was in recognition of the United States Association, uh, let me get this right, United States Association of Blind Athletes National Fitness Challenge. There we go. Had to get it all out. (laughs) And basically, it's a way to encourage visually impaired people to get out, to try out these sports, to give it a shot. It encourages healthy living because apparently visually impaired people are twice as likely to be obese. And it also helps to recognize the Paralympics, which uh, one spokesman says the Paralympics don't get recognition in the United States like they do around the world. So it's a way to recognize para-athletes, visually impaired people, uh, lots of different athletes in that regard. So it's a great thing. If you want to see a link to the story, I've got that over in the show notes. But really cool Olympic Day sponsored by the Colorado Center for the Blind. 
Speaking of sports, one of the things that they got to experience was something called goal ball. That's G-O-A-L-B-A-L-L. Now, I'd never heard of this, but I read a story recently, which I shared on my Facebook, that this man had experienced goal ball and it changed his life. He talked about being visually impaired since he was about 18 and he was very isolated and it just was very depressing for him. And somebody in his life suggested he try out goal ball and it changed everything. He said that his transformation, which people have commented about, all comes down to goal ball. The activity pits uh, two teams of three against one another, and the ball has like bells inside of it so you can hear it. The court is tactile, so people know where they're at on the court. And it's a really interesting game, it looks like. And so this guy says, you know, I've lost weight. The activity is such a rush. It's wonderful. Plus, just going to the games is so exciting because he gets to meet lots of other visually impaired people and he realizes he's not alone in all of this and so it's a wonderful thing goal ball has been such a transformation for him so it just reminds us you know what there are things out there we can do and experience and it may just change our life so check out the link to that in the show notes And finally, I read a great article from the Perkins School for the Blind about etiquette when you're helping a visually impaired person or when you're approaching a visually impaired person, somebody that you either don't know or maybe you've known for a little while, whatever the case is. And one of the suggestions they gave was to identify yourself when you go up to the person. And this is such a great thing because many a time I have met people and they'll be like, hey, Derek, how you doing? And they talk to me like they know me. And then I have to start running the gamut of how do I know these people? people. Okay, we're at church or we're at a restaurant or we're at a sporting event. Or okay, how do I know these people? Start eliminating people in my life that they may not be. It's it's kind of like that game, Guess Who? Have you ever played that? It's Okay, does your person have glasses? Does your person have a mustache? And you start eliminating people to get, oh, your person's Joe. Yes, it is. So eventually I come to the person, but it's so helpful when people come up and say, hey, it's, it's so-and-so. I'm like, okay. There was this one guy in my life, he would always come up and he'd say, hey, it's such-and-such and say his name. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I knew him. And after a while, I knew his voice and I could recognize him without him saying it, but it was always so kind. So that's one good tip, especially if you're a sighted supporter and you meet somebody else because you might experience other visually impaired people in your life. It's a great little tip. If you want to see all the tips, link as always is in the show notes. So there you go, guys. Just a few bits of news and updates. And by the way, all these articles I shared on my Facebook page. So if you want to get all these articles before I even share them on the podcast, and you want to read them, and you want to like them, and you want to share them out, go over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash Facebook, like that page, and stay up to date with all the great things there on the big blue social media. And if you have a story you'd like to share, you can do that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You know, I've said this before, but sighted supporters seem to, I don't know, they almost get the shaft at times because the person in their life who's going through visual loss, who's going through sight loss gets all the attention. And there's nothing wrong with somebody who's going through sight loss getting attention. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't give them attention. But what happens is the sighted supporter, the parent, the spouse, the friend, the whatever, they get shucked to the side and like, nope, we're not going to pay attention to you at all. And what the reality is, is their life is changing as well. Their life is getting turned upside down as well. Maybe not the exact same way in the sense that they are now visually impaired, but their life is changing too. And in a lot of different ways. My wife, 
wife and I did a podcast a few episodes ago, and I'll link that in the show notes for today's episode, but we talked about some of the things that she goes through in our own lives from a spouse standpoint. But today, I thought I'd talk about some of the things that sighted supporters feel but don't seem to express. I did a video about this, gosh, probably a year ago at this point, and talked about it, and it seemed to get some good response, so I thought, you know what, this is a great time to talk about it, to share some things that you as the sighted supporter might feel. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a VIP, again, make sure to share it with your sighted supporter, but this is also a great way to learn what they feel and what they're experiencing and maybe start a dialogue with them. So the first thing that sighted supporters seem to feel is anger. They're angry. Now, we all experience anger from time to time. It's pretty normal for everything from, you know, your food getting wrong at the restaurant to injustice in the world. I mean, we're angry about a lot of things. Sometimes I think we're overly angry in life, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. But Sighted supporters get angry. Why do they get angry? Well, they're angry that their life is changing. They're angry that they have to deal with things in such different ways. They're angry because of all the upheaval going on. But the reason they don't share that they're angry is because it might be viewed that they're angry at the person. They're angry at the visually impaired person in their life. And that's just not true. What happens is they're angry at a disease. They're angry at a sickness. They're angry at a situation that caused the visual impairment. They're not angry at the person. They're angry at the change. They're angry at the upheaval of their lives. So if you're listening to this and you're a sighted supporter and you feel angry, that's totally, totally normal. And just remember, you're not angry at the person. So feel free to share that. Like, I'm really angry. I'm angry that my life has changed and I didn't even get a say in it. And the visually impaired person probably probably feels that way too. So you can connect on that level. You're not angry at each other. You're angry at the situation. So the first thing people feel, sighted supporters feel, that they don't say is anger. Next, right along with anger, is frustration. They're frustrated at different things. Like, for example, if they're having to explain a very sighted concept to their new visually impaired person, because so often it's hard to explain certain things. Now, for me and my wife, we've been together for 100 years, and I've been blind nearly 16 years, and she's able to explain a lot of things very easily, but there's still some things that she struggles explaining because it's like, it, it's this, or it it looks like... Ah, forget it. You know, it's so frustrating and it can be frustrating that, you know, you have to drive everywhere as a sighted supporter. It can be frustrating when you have to pick things up that are left behind because your VIP didn't, uh, wasn't able to get them because of sight loss. Now that's not to say they shouldn't clean the house, but there might be, you know, frustrating moments and things like that. So frustration can come up and it can raise its ugly head and frustration and anger, I think are two different things. Cause you might be saying, well, isn't that the same thing? Not necessarily. Frustration Frustration is almost like this, this like, I don't know, nasty tickle. You know what I mean? It's it, anger is like this rage that you can have. Frustration is like this thing just kind of poking you and you're like, what are you doing? It can kind of be annoyance right along with it. So if you're feeling frustrated with something, make sure you clearly express that because if it can be changed, if it can be helped, then let it be changed and let it be helped. But if you never share it, then it won't ever change and nothing will be helped. So share it out, even if it seems a little like, oh, I'm not sure if I should say this. The second thing sighted supporters deal with that they don't say is frustration. The third thing that sighted supporters feel that they don't really like to say is resentment. 
Now, this one is a hard one, and I know you might be thinking like, no, I'm not resentful of my VIP. I'm not resentful of my loved one for losing their sight. I know, and that's not what I'm saying at all. But what happens is we resent the life we have at times. I mean, this can happen across the board. It doesn't matter if it's visual impairment or not. We resent the fact that we have to do certain things. We resent the the change in our life. We resent, you know, these these moments. And and look, if you can be honest with yourself and say, yes, I do at times resent the fact that I have to be the default for things. I resent the fact that my spouse, you know, whatever the case is, doesn't do these things. I resent those moments. And again, you're not saying that you resent the person and you want to get rid of them. That's not what we're saying. And especially if you're the VIP and you think, oh, they resent me and they're going to dump me out the door. That's not what we're saying. We're simply saying that resentment can come up and resentment, what it does, what it causes us to do is separate ourselves from people and situations. And so you have to honestly share that out because if you get it out, then it can cause you to come together instead of separating yourself. I did a podcast a few weeks ago about how relationships can change, which I'll link in today's show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 017. But basically, understanding that if we share some of these things, it pulls us together instead of separating us. So resentment can raise up in your heart and your mind. And if you don't share it out, it can cause separation. So make sure that when you get angry, frustrated, and you start to resent things in your life, you're able to express it so that it doesn't cause separation. So the third thing that sighted supporters feel but don't say is resentment. So far, we've talked about anger, frustration, and resentment. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to give you two more things that sighted supporters feel. And these, I think, are some of the most important ones that need to be talked about between you and your VIP. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. Hey, if you're like me, you spend way too much time on YouTube, right? I mean, you scroll down, you search a video, you search a really healthy video like how to do this. Okay, I want to learn. And then you start going through that sidebar like crazy and it's like, oh my gosh, I just spent an hour and a half. Well, if you're going to spend an hour and a half on YouTube, why not check out my channel? All you got to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube and you can watch tons of videos right there. Tips and tricks and advice and encouragement and all kinds of things right there on my YouTube channel. Again, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com sightloss.com slash YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel and that way you won't miss a single video. I like to produce videos every week so that you can watch them, you can learn, and you can share them out. So again, if you're going to spend a bunch of hours, why not spend some of those hours with me? Lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube. And we are back. So far, we have talked about a few things that sighted supporters feel, but they don't tend to say. Things like anger, frustration, and resentment. And now we come to a couple of things that I think are really important to share because this can really take you over the edge. The first one of those is feeling overwhelmed. Do you ever feel overwhelmed as a sighted supporter? Maybe even as a VIP, you feel overwhelmed. Absolutely. But as a sighted supporter, the overwhelm can come when you maybe you're you're driving everywhere. The kids are yelling. Your, your VIP is asking, what does this thing say? And, and you're doing all these things and it just feels overwhelming. And either you explode or you completely shut down. And really, neither one is a great option. Obviously, exploding looks worse than shutting down, but neither one is good emotionally and mentally. And so when 
you feel overwhelmed, it's important to be like, stop, I need a break. Overwhelmed. Think, think about it like a burnout. You know, I need a break. I need to stop. But people don't want to share that because they don't want to be viewed as somebody who can't handle this. And the reality is they're going to have to, quote, handle this for the rest of their life. So they think I've got to handle it. And if I can't handle it, then my whole life's going to fall apart. And that just adds to the feeling of being overwhelmed. So the reality is you have to share those moments. I'm feeling flustered and overwhelmed right now. I feel like 15 things are coming at me and I can't deal with it. I've got to stop and I've got to take a break and I've got to come back at it later. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying I can't deal with it right now. I can't, you know, let all these things hit me because I'm getting ready to either explode or completely shut down and that's not healthy. So when you feel overwhelmed, you need to say something. Tell your VIP, you know, whatever it is. Obviously, the VIP is your kid. You don't want to be like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Get out. You know, you're causing all my problems. Like, <laughs> that's not good. You know, but tell the people in your life that are supporters, hey, I need a break. Can you take my child? Or, you know, can you babysit them? Can we have a play date? Something like that. And and no matter who the VIP is in your life, be open and honest and say, hey, I need the break. So when you feel this way, it's really important to share it out. So another thing that sighted supporters may not share, but they probably feel is overwhelmed. And finally, the last thing that sighted supporters feel but don't tend to share is the culmination of all these feelings and everything else in their life coming together. The reason they don't share it is because they feel guilty. Ah, yes, guilt rubbing up against everything that you think, that you say, that you do. Guilt. Because why? Well, you don't want to feel like you're angry at somebody because then you feel guilty that you shouldn't be angry. You don't want to feel frustrated because then you feel guilty that you shouldn't be frustrated at somebody who just lost their sight. You don't want to deal with, you know, overwhelm because then you feel guilty that you should be able to do this all the time. Guilt, guilt, guilt. It comes at you and you feel bad. You feel selfish. You feel like, well, I shouldn't, I should be able to deal with this better or my husband just lost their sight and I'm, you know, I'm dealing with things. I, I should be dealing with it in a much better way and blah, 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 blah. Look, if you're feeling guilty, I get it. I understand. But guilt only tends to hold people down and only tends to not allow them to move forward. That is what guilt will do. Now, guilt can be helpful in some situations. You know what? I feel bad about this. I'm going to correct this situation. I get it. That's kind of a healthy way, a healthy way to say, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to do something else instead. I get it. But in this situation, many times guilt just makes people shut down and not move forward. You know what? There's no reason you should feel guilty unless, of course, you're like, you know, hitting somebody or, you know, causing pain and things like that. If you're just feeling angry because of the situation, if you're feeling frustrated because of the situation, if you're feeling overwhelmed because of this situation of somebody in your life losing their sight, you should not feel guilty. That's just not how it should go. So if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling that that sense of like, oh, I'm selfish and I feel bad about it, hey, give yourself permission to just feel all those things, share it with your VIP, share it with support in your life, and don't let guilt run your life and push you down. Keep moving forward. And if you're feeling guilty, make sure to share it out. 
So there you go, everyone. Five things that cited supporters feel but may not say. And real quick, as a recap, we have anger, we have frustration, we have resentment, we have feeling overwhelmed, and we have guilt. Those five things, along with tons of others, I'm sure, that cited supporters feel. If you are a cited supporter and you're listening to this, first of all, thank you. Secondly, I want to let you know that you need to give yourself permission to feel all of these things to express all of these things, to communicate them in a healthy way so that you can begin to move forward. I'm not suggesting that you're going to get over them in a day. I'm not suggesting that you're never going to feel them again, but I am suggesting and almost saying, hey, this is important enough to deal with. This is so important because your heart and your mind and everything has got to be in a good place because look, Losing your sight, whether you're the person who lost it or you're the sighted supporter, can and will be challenging in your life. But if you're able to share some of these things out, the anger, the frustration, the guilt, the overwhelm, whatever it is, if you're able to share them out, it will start to create space to bring everyone together instead of pushing everyone apart. So make sure that you're sharing it out with your VIP, with your friends, with your support system, whatever it is, and give yourself permission to feel these things because the reality is is you are awesome. And no, you didn't ask for your life to change, but neither did the VIP. So together, you can move forward in this, quote, new normal that you found. So make sure to give yourself permission and take those steps today. So I always like to end the podcast with a real life retweet. And basically that is just a quote, a tweet, something I saw that's pretty short, pretty, you know, to the point so that you can think about that as you go away from the podcast today. Now, interesting enough, I've got two quotes to give you today because I think they are both very appropriate and actually go together really well. So I'm going to give you two today. And again, maybe it's a little bit overwhelming to to get to, but of course I've gotten written down over in the show notes if you ever want to look them up. So the first one is actually really, really good. And I'm going to tell you who said it after I give you the quote, because I think it'll be, you know, like, oh yeah. So this one says, quote, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart, end quote. Now, the person who said that, somebody who's pretty popular in our circle, Miss Helen Keller. Helen Keller said this, and I think it's really appropriate when you think about from her perspective. She says the most beautiful, the best and most beautiful things in the world, they can't be seen or even touched. They got to be felt with the heart. Now, keep that in your mind because the next one goes right along with it, and it goes right along with what we're talking about today. Now, this quote didn't actually have attribution. I don't know who said this. It's anonymous at this point, but it says this, quote, it's a shame when the things that are on your mind and in your heart never reach your lips, end quote. So, think about that. It's a shame when the things that are on your mind or in your heart never reach your lips. So let's combine those quotes. Let's put them together here a little bit. So the things in your heart are, the things that are felt in your heart are the best and most beautiful things, according to Helen Keller. And if those best and most beautiful things never reach your lips, it's such 
a shame. Now, those things may be gushy feelings and love and joy, but they also might be anger and frustration like we talked about. But regardless, if they're on your mind and they're in your heart, then it's a shame if they never reach your lips. Why? Because those are the best and most beautiful things, the things that can't be seen, the things that can't be touched. They are felt with your heart. So let's take a page out of these quotes, put them together, and say, hey, make sure that those best and most beautiful things are taking the time to reach your lips and share with the people around you. And that brings us all the way towards the end of today's episode. Let me again just say thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. I know it's valuable, and I appreciate you giving your time to me and listening to all this stuff I have to say. And by the way, if you liked this episode, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss another single episode. You can go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast, and that will give you links to Apple Podcast, to Stitcher, to Google Play. You can subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher and make sure that you don't miss another single episode. Lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast. And while you're subscribing to the show, if you'd be so kind as to give a rating and review over in iTunes, that would be so super helpful. You can just write a quick note, you can give a star rating, and that way people that come and find the podcast will know, hey, real people listened to this and they really liked it. And if maybe you're not listening on iTunes or something like that, you can share it out on your Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. Tell your neighbor, tell your friends, shout it from the rooftops and let them know that, hey, this is a great podcast and other people need to listen to it. So rate, review, and share if you'd be so kind. And finally, guys, I'd love to hear from all of you listening here today. If you've got a question, a comment, something you'd love to share, I'd love to hear it. And you can do that a few different ways. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, all that good stuff. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact, and you can find all the ways to reach me. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Hey guys, don't forget that you can find the show notes to today's episode over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 017. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 017. And don't forget, all the information found on today's podcast and on lifeaftersightloss.com is intended for educational and informational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, make sure to seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening to the show today, guys. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey there, friends who've made it all the way to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much. I love when people just keep on listening till it turns off. That's what I love to do with podcasts. You never know what's going to come at the end. And uh, like last week, I want to ask you another secret question. And the question today is, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Look, I know that we have these deep philosophical questions of what is the meaning of the world, but sometimes you just got to sit down and have a bowl of ice cream. So what's your favorite flavor? Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, Neapolitan, or as I used to call it when I was a kid, Napoleon? Hey, what is it? I'd love to hear from you. Derek, D-E-R-E-K at lifeaftersightloss.com. Let me know your favorite flavor and I'll share it next week on the podcast. 
Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next time.